Welcome to the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. This podcast is for the visionary woman who is ready to create the flexibility and freedom they desire by standing boldly in their authority. I can't wait to share tips and inspiration to keep you pressing forward in your journey so you can continue to shine as the queen that you are. All right, queen, let's dive on into today's topic. All right. Welcome to this week's episode. You guys are in for a treat. I have a guest on the podcast. And I got to tell you guys, this guest is amazing. First of all, she lives off a copy, y'all. Okay, so first of all, we got to give her a hand clap for that. So in your in, in your room, in your office, in your car, just give her some fingers, man, because hockey, yes, that's how I make it through the day. And she has now become one of my business besties. And we have not met in person, y'all. Okay, we have not met in person, but just meeting on Clubhouse. And by the way, if you're not on Clubhouse yet and you have an iPhone, please get registered, get your account, get your invitation and come on board. The community, the connections, the people that I have connected with on Clubhouse is beyond my wildest dreams and beyond what would have been happened any other way. Just like my wonderful guest that's coming up. This is Miss Kelly Hackney, who's about to hit the stage. She is a marketing ninja. Yes, I said marketing ninja she knows how to help you with your marketing but she also does it in a way that it is personable to you not the masses not what all the gurus and the highlight reels are telling you she helps personify her marketing strategy for you so let's welcome to the stage i know we're on audio but i'm extra when i have guests please welcome to the stage miss kelly hackney Hello, hello. Thank you so much, beautiful Amani, for letting me join you today. I am overwhelmed with joy and blessings to be here to chat with you. Absolutely. I'm just honored that she said yes when I started saying, I'm going to start having guests on my podcast. And she's like, um, hello, lady over here. Do you so see? ready. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> okay, now I have to take it seriously. <laughs> That's it. You speak it out in the universe, and I'm like, I'm here. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just playing. We'll we'll see if anyone says anything. Yeah, don't play with God, because guess what happens? You get exactly (laughs) what you ask for. But, Kelly, tell the audience, what is the inspiration for Caffeine with Kelly? Of course. Um, Everyone, obviously, I'm Kelly. I started Caffeine with Kelly in December of 2020 after a long, hard COVID season. Um, and it's driven by my love of coffee, my love of positivity, and I help small businesses caffeinate their marketing plans. So when I first started Caffeine with Kelly, it was actually a blog years ago, just for fun. Um, I don't even think I had it live online, actually. It was just kind of a word dump for myself. Um, I have been a coffee drinker probably way too long. Um, and that's just <laughs> part of who I am. <laughs> and so, Caffeine with Kelly was born, and 
then over the years, I've had marketing clients on the side of my nine to five job. And last year I quit. Um, I quit my nine to five in September and decided it's time. We're going to do this thing. Um, and that's kind of what led me here today. So there was some love, some blessings, some coffee, lots of coffee that <laughs> built caffeine with Kelly. <laughs> and um, now I have beautiful clients that let me help caffeinate their marketing plans. And it's such a blessing every day to show up and do that. That's awesome. I love how you said, well, you know, I was doing this like for a while now, but it was kind of like hidden. But now last year, it was time <laughs> to like bring it to the service and bring it truly to light. And I think that is so true because I think sometimes when we're still in our nine to five, we get kind of comfortable and settled in the nine to five. Like, well, this is it for me. This is the best I can do right now. This is all I can deal with right now but you still feel unfulfilled. Like, you know, there's still something more you could be doing, but you're not quite sure what it is or even how to accomplish it, accomplish it right? So you're just like, no, I'll just sit here. But then, I don't know if this happened to you, Kelly, but then God starts stirring the pot <laughs> and then like all this animosity and craziness starts happening <laughs> at your job. And you're like, wait a minute. I thought things were good. Wait, what? Why are you what? Oh, you have something to say about me now? Oh, okay. You don't like how I do my work? What is going on? And God's like, "Hello. I need you to oh, get God, uncomfortable, yes. and I need you to move in what I have for you, daughter." And you're just sitting there like, "But I'm, I'm okay. I'm good here, though. Can, can I stay here?" And God's like, "No, <laughs> no. you cannot. So we're gonna what? make it work for you. Exactly. So take the first step yourself. He's <laughs> like, move it on along. So." Tell everyone what was actually the most pivotal moment for you last year to finally say, job, thank you so much. It's been real. I'm out and really pursuing entrepreneurship full time. Absolutely. So I officially quit my nine to five job in September and it was a culmination of many things. Um, let's just say long story short, when the pandemic hit last March and everyone went home, um, crazy times really bring out the real leadership, um, I guess, world that, that your leaders are living in, right? They'll, they get scared. Um, and all of a sudden the nice leaders are all of a sudden super, super crazy and negative because maybe they've been hiding that side of them and now they don't know what to do. Um, and so for me, I jumped in to try to be a positive light because this was scary. There was a lot of crazy things going on and everyone's world got flipped upside down last year. And so for me, I tried being a leader, um, not technically in a leader role, but leader for the team to be a shining light and a positive source. Even if it was just, hey, team, today's hard. Let's just get together. And slowly but surely, I was pushed down and pushed down so much that I was actually told I can't collaborate anymore. Um, with my wow. own team and collaboration was one of the core values of the company I was at. So <clears throat> long story short, it took some time for me waking up day after day, knowing that I'm meant for something bigger. And I was being so clamored and the fact that I, I was getting negative and I was like, Oh Lord, no, I can't. I, that's not me. I can't do that. I don't want to wake up and cry of sadness and and stress every morning before just walking across the hallway to my dog. Um, like I was working from home, happy as a clam, right? I had my dog, I had my cat, uh, my coffee all day. Um, but for me, it was like, I, it still wasn't as fulfilling, right? And, and I wanted to find either a place with 
leadership that really, really engage with their team and loved um, and nurtured relationships like that or become that leader myself. And so one day I said, you know what, I'm going to quit. I didn't have anything else lined up, which was terrifying. <laughs> um, but also the most rewarding thing I've ever done. And it was to put myself first, which as a woman, I'm sure you know, you don't do that. Uh, right. That is, that is kind of pounded into us from little girls. Like you serve everyone else first, right? Um, serving is important. And so for me, it was the one time in my life where I was like, no. I'm, I'm going to quit. I'm going to do this. And then I took a couple months. I actually got married at the end of last year. And then when I got back from my honeymoon, um, I was talking to a mentor and they were like, Hey, you've been doing this on the side for years. Why not just make it an official thing? And I, I took a step back and I was like, you're right. Like I, it's not like I didn't really think about it, but when it comes from someone else, you know, it almost means a lot more. And so I walked into my husband's office and told him that I had this crazy idea. And he was like, yeah, I really just needed you to come to this by yourself. But <laughs> he's like, I, yeah, he was like, I could have told you this a thousand times, but you needed to come to this realization by yourself. And we're, I'm on board. Let's go. And I literally like from that day forward, I literally bought my LLC and just started and really have put God first. I've let go. And let God is what I've been telling people because it's scary owning your own business. And oh, yes, it is. <laughs> and well, and it's so like, it's so hard to be stuck in a place of I want it to be perfect because I just launched it and it's never going to be perfect in a perfect standard. Right. So just let it, let it go. Let it fly. Take all of the information that you're given and all the opportunities and grasp them and jump on that train because Honestly, one of the best um, things I had actually one of the best points of um, mentorship that I had gotten just in the first couple of months is don't hold on. Like, don't wait. If something comes, just go, because, you know, that's where that's where people kind of are really learning from. And uh, Amani, I know you had said this earlier, but we had met on Clubhouse. And I'm so thankful for that platform because it has brought me so much opportunity and not just like monetarily as in clients, but just connection. And like, I know, you know, my services and I know your services so we can, you know, exchange people back and forth. And it's such a beautiful place. So long story short, um, Caffeine with Kelly was kind of a long time coming, but it just finally hit me that it was time and that I deserved better. And now I'm so thrilled that I get to serve people every day with what I love to do. So I'm blessed. That is so amazing. Okay, the key point I wanted to get out of all of that was I, I put God first, and then I acted. Mm-hmm. So often we're like, oh, yeah, we got this, God. Um, We'll see you in about a couple weeks, couple months. We're cool. We got it. When I awesome. need something. <laughs> and then, boom, you fall flat in your face. And you're like, Jesus, why? And he's like, you told me to sit back, fam. You know, what <laughs> you want. You told me. And you told me to chill out. You. you know, letting you do your thing. I knew he was coming back. You know, that's what he tells me. He's like, oh, you can go do that. But I know you're coming back, you know. But to be able, I think what is so key in what you said is you'd been doing it for a while. But I think the timing wasn't quite at that point mm-hmm. yet. But then the timing lined up for you last year because God was positioning you to do that jump off the cliff with him. And he connected you to that mentor who was strategic and drawing out of you that greatness to be like, Kelly, you already got what it takes. 
you can do this. And I think sometimes we need someone else to come in to remind us, you are awesome. You got this. You have everything you need on the inside of you. And to continue to surround yourself with that type of circle. I can even attest for myself with everything that has happened since last year to now, it accelerated once I knew my timing. Once I took that time and was like, okay, God, what are we doing? He's like, well, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I'm like, what? What do you mean? I thought I was. He's like, no, the, that job is not your everything. So let's stop there. Now let's reprioritize everything. Instead of making everything more important than me, make me important again, which will also help you to see everything clearer. One million percent. Yes. And like, like I've been telling some people is the second, like the moment I said, all right, I'm going to do this. So many opportunities have just flown in, right? Like I've had so much faith that it's going to work out and I'm working hard and I'm meeting new people, but you're right. Like the second you are ready, God's like, all right, here you go. Here's this bucket that I've just been like holding on to for you. And here you go. Um, which is beautiful. And that's such a cool thing. And it's a cool thing to see you go through it. It's a cool thing to see me go through at the same time. And that is another point about Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse has helped connect us to people we would not otherwise have connected with otherwise because we weren't in the same circles before Clubhouse. We weren't able to be our true authentic selves sometimes with social media and our Mm -hmm. clients and our job. But Clubhouse is like, come as you are. Because first of all, no one can see what you have on anyway because it's all audio. So you definitely are as chill and relaxed. And the other thing I like about it is people are so receptive. Even if they disagree, we Mm -hmm. all can be nice to each other, truly actively listen to each other and be like, okay, I see your point, but this is my take. And everyone respects it. Everyone respects it. And the fact that people do want to connect because that has been missing for the last year of the pandemic is there was no true connection anymore. Everyone was isolated. Then there was the shutdowns. Then there was this going on. And everyone needed connection again at a more deeper level than looking at someone's post. And so I know just from meeting Kelly and all the other wonderful ladies and gentlemen I have met on Clubhouse, it's actually helped me get my confidence up. I don't know about you, Kelly, but so now, now I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Who said I can't do this? Oh, okay. Wait, you like what I just said? Oh, oh, you do that too? Oh, okay. How can we make it happen together? Absolutely. I think, I think Clubhouse is so, was so perfect in the timing of its drop and its launch and just when the amount of people have joined, because like you said, I, probably wouldn't have stumbled upon you even on social media and social media is vast, right? Everyone can get a hold of that. But Clubhouse is such a different platform. Side note, we are not sponsored by Clubhouse on this episode. I don't think. Um, yes, no, no, we're not. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I approve that message. Yes. <laughs> we just really love it. Um, but it's, it's just mind blowing about the people that you're meeting. You can sit in rooms with multi-billionaires to hear their story and they want to share that. Um, and you're not paying to go to a conference with them, right? It's it's such a cool thing. And I agree with you where everyone shows up authentically. And I think one of the things is that it is just voice. So you can walk around. You can take your dog on a walk while on Clubhouse. No one knows, but they still want your input on something. And it's so easy to connect. And anyway, I could probably talk about it for two hours. But I I applaud everything that you just said. Absolutely. 
And another thing I want to circle back to, because I see how she so slyly slipped it in. Oh, yeah, by the way, I got married. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, by the way, I got married. Wait, stop. So what was so key about your relationship with your now husband that also helped you get to where you are and be that support system to affirm you and say, yes, Kelly, you've got this? Yep. So for years that I was in that that role, um, he saw the second the pandemic had really what had changed on a day-to-day basis and saw me, my light dimming and my light dimming and my light dimming. Mm-hmm. Um, and we spend time every day. Every day we have lunch together, not interrupted. Every day we go for a walk with our dog. I live in Wisconsin, so even when it's freezing and snowing, we're going. Um, and that's just like the time that we have to talk about work. And, and then we shut it off for the rest of the night and we'll watch Netflix or we'll both be working separately or something. And um, when the pandemic hit, I, I always told people it's either we're going to make it or break it because we, at that point we were working in the same office. And so oh, we were wow. in the same room all day and I had a lot of calls and he's on the calls all the time. So we were like, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to mute, but this is my opinion. Okay, bye. And then the rest of my team would have to talk because I'm like, sorry, he's, you know, on the phone. Um, so now we have separate offices, but at the same point, he was there along for the ride. And they got to the point where I was like, hey, I, I really think I'm going to quit. Um, what What does that really look like for us? Because I need your support, right? This will affect him too. And this was before we were married. And the last thing I wanted was to quit my job and have us, instantly in hardship and that would affect him also so I was like I'm gonna do this and long story short he was the most supportive um I I truly truly married my best friend because it's such a blessing having him and so when we um I used to plan events so I do I did that in a previous life too and so when we had to reschedule our wedding and reschedule our wedding and reschedule our wedding everyone told me you're crazy what do you mean like isn't that stressful and I'm like no way. I'm excited. There's new opportunities open at this point of the year. Or there's, you know, there's all of this and that. And, and so he's like, I let you quit your job. And then you were able to really throw yourself into the wedding and do something fun that brought you so much joy. And then we got through the wedding. And I knew after that, you would take a second and really evaluate what you wanted. And so when I finally came to him and was like, I, I'm going to do this. What do you think? Because um, we make most decisions together. He was like, 1000% I support you. And I sat in his office and I'm just crying tears of joy. And I was so thankful to him that, you know, he was like, we'll go through the finances, you know, and we'll do realistic things, right? Cause this is going to be hard regardless. And if I start making millions of dollars tomorrow, it's still going to be hard and it's going to be a switch. Um, and so it's just, it's such a blessing to have him because not even on a monetary sense, like, we are really frugal. So I've saved money forever. Um, but at the same time, like I'm now on his insurance. So that's one thing that I didn't have to pay for, which is that just kind of worked out with timing. Um, and it's just been such a beautiful every day. He's like, tell me your wins for the day. Cause he gets so excited. So that's oh, that what is I'm, awesome. Literally. I obviously love him. Um, but it's just a blessing. And he knows that some nights I have to work and he's like, that's okay. What can I, can I bring you tea? What can I do for you? Right. And at the same time, he's also working all day. So I'll pop in and be like, how are you doing? You need me to make you lunch? Cool. Okay. Um, so we're just, we're partnering up and doing our best. And, um, it's really, really great to have him on this journey with me because every day I'm learning something new and I'll be like, I met someone new or I did this. And he's like, that's awesome. I had meetings all day, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so it's really awesome. I'm lucky. I think that's very key because I know sometimes entrepreneurship can cause a lot of strain on relationships, Mm -hmm. whether you're married or just have a significant other, even with your own family, it can sometimes cause a strain, but because you guys were intentional in partnering and supporting each other and knowing, okay, there has to be some give and take, but we still are going to have our time. This is this is the end of the day. We're still going to have our time. We're yes. still going to have our Netflix and chill. Okay, I understand you got to do that, but still, how can I check in on you to make sure you're still being nurtured by me? And how can I check in on you when it's your turn to make sure you're being nurtured? So there mm-hmm. still is that communication and that connection even though you might still be in two different rooms doing different things, but you know how to still connect, even though it may seem disconnected. I absolutely absolutely love that. So tell people, what is it that you specifically do with your clients? How do you serve them? Absolutely. Um, So what's, I think what's kind of sets me apart from other marketing um, gurus out there is I knew I wanted to be in marketing. I think I was in like seventh grade. Um, and so from there, I never wavered. Actually, I met my husband in business school. So when I said I wanted to be an entrepreneur, he's like, great. <laughs> we basically just sat down and, and we knew exactly what to talk about. Um, and, and so for me, I've always had a business mindset and, and marketing was always my niche, right? Within that field. And, um, so I've touched every single thing you could possibly do in marketing. So when I first started Caffeine with Kelly in December, I really opened it up because I wanted to find the people that wanted to work with me regardless. And then I kind of worked around that. Um, but my front is mainly strategy. So people come to me and they're like, I'm really missing the mark in my marketing. And I, I don't know what to do, right? Like I'm trying to post every day or, I mean, I have an email list. I don't know what to do with it. Um, or is, you know, is the SEO on my website optimized? All of these things I have so much, so many years and, and training on, um, and so I'm so excited that I get to serve people. And so I have some clients that currently I'm running um, their full social media, their full email list, all of that jazz. I have other clients that come to me just on a monthly or bi-monthly basis. And they're like, hey, Kelly, I like doing all the content creation, but I just need like an accountability buddy and someone with like a plan and a business mindset to really help me make sure that I'm being successful. And so that's where my like business strategist comes in and my marketing strategy comes in because for me, if you if you if you don't plan literally anything, my months and months are planned in advance, and I'm a big planner. But also, like at, being agile in the moment too is really important, especially on social media, right? Because there are random things that just pop up, and you need to adjust, and you can't be upset. Um, and so, for me, I always say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Because even if you have to be agile in the moment, you still need a plan. You need that backbone. Exactly. Um, and, and it's so, it's so hard when I get people and they're like, well, I'm posting every day. Um, it, you know, I just, I took a photo of this this morning and I decided to post it because like I felt that. And I'm like, that's amazing that you have like such strong feelings about something. But at the same time, you know, what is your target looking for in that moment? Right. What, what time of day are you posting? Are you engaging with your audience? Because engagement is so key. Um, if you don't comment back to them, if you don't DM them all of that jazz, they, they don't know that you really care about them. And that's kind of at the end of the day, like a core value of most people is they want to feel seen and feel loved and feel special. And so for me, 
marketing is a way that you can make someone feel something about a brand that they haven't before. And so literally every morning I get so excited when I get to wake up and like do something (laughs) with all my marketing knowledge because it just kind of lights my inner fire and it makes me so blessed that I can serve others in that way. And they come to me because they're like, yep, Kelly, we're going to sit down with a cup of coffee. We're going to chat about what's going right, what's not going right, and how you can help me move forward. And I just adore that. And I think, too, what is so key is that you're approachable. I think a lot of times when we do see people who are certain experts or they're, you know, knowledgeable in that field, we sometimes feel intimidated Mm -hmm. to even approach them with even a question, you know, because we're not part of the entourage. But because you are so authentic in everything you do, no matter what, whether it's your post on Instagram, whether it's a story, whether it's your own clubhouse, you are the same person. You are consistent of who you are and how you represent yourself every single time. And I really think that resonates with a lot of people because people want to know you're actually a human being. You can relate to their needs. You're going through it or you've gone through it and you just want to help make the journey a little bit shorter for them. That's it. And so, and you're adding that light, which is that caffeinating that marketing. You are <laughs> lighting fire with that caffeine and that personality and the knowledge you have from actively doing it. You don't need a whole bunch of certifications or letters after your name or being verified by someone. The fact is you are showing up in just another way. You've taken everything you've learned on the corporate side and now you're helping on the entrepreneurial side. And I think that is so key that you provide that personal approach of, okay, well, let's see and focus on really what is your mission? What are your values? What Mm -hmm. are you wanting to portray to your audience? How effectively can you show up? What is too much? You know, all of that is so in key because I think a lot of it is what we mess up on is the consistency part because we get overwhelmed and we get frustrated. So we kind of ghost everybody for a while and then we show back up like, hey, and it was like, who are you again? (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been? I think another another thing is like every plan that I build is custom because what's going to work for a car dealership will not work for you. Um, Or if it would, that that would be awesome, but I, I don't cookie cut anything. Um, and so for me, it's so pertinent to ask the questions like, what are your values, right? What does your brand really stand for? What do you want people to see from your marketing? What emotions do you want to be evoked? Because if you don't answer those questions, I could tell you to post a photo of something pretty all day long, but what are you really bringing to the table with that, right? Um, so that's something that I, I love hearing about people's stories and their products or their services because that helps me fuel my inner fire so then I can, you know, send the fire back to them. And, and that's just that's just me. I get so excited about it. <laughs> I absolutely love that. What are your top three tips when it comes to marketing for someone who is just getting started or they feel their their fires kind of fizzled out and they're a little frustrated about what to do next? Absolutely. That's a great question. I would say. Number one, be engaged, um, show up. Even if you don't want to post on social media every single day, show up on your stories because people buy from people. So never, ever forget that. You could be a car dealership, but maybe people aren't buying from the car dealership because they had one bad experience with one you know, um, car salesman. And they're like, nope, I don't want that. I'm going to buy cars from online from now on. People buy from people. So remember that. Stay engaged. Um, a second tip of mine would be just right now in life, videos are kind of a big deal. So take 
content that you already have. Let's say you have a blog or let's say you have case studies that you've written um, or even just older posts that you have. Turn that into a short, quick hit video because I know Amani preaches this. People learn in different ways. So what what might stand out for someone might not stand out for another. But right now, video is just really popular. So if anything, take some take some knowledge that you have. Share your golden nuggets to the world and twist it up in a, in a new package. Um, thirdly, I'm just going to say make sure your brand is throughout what you're doing. And I say that in in less of a make sure every post you have has your brand colors, even though that is important, but your brand is deeper than your colors and your fonts, right? It's your values. It's the emotion. Um, it's really the connection between you and your target or your potential client, because when they see your brand or your image or your face or your product, you want them to feel something to evoke them to do something and act. So those would be my top three tips. Engage, Make sure you use all your content and move them through video. And then lastly, make sure your brand shines. I love those. Those three are very actionable, but they're also simple. I think sometimes, too, we overcomplicate things. You know, Mm -hmm. hello, me, overcoming perfectionist over here. Um, I will (laughs) overcomplicate something, and then I'm like, "Mm -mm, pineapples, I'm not doing it. Mm -mm, It's too much. But I've actually set myself into that hole because I'm just like, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh, I want my what? But it's because I've already put too much expectation even on myself. And I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that, that we put too much pressure on ourselves to Mm -hmm. perform. But I have found when we take ourselves out of the equation and we actually focus on the impact and transformation we desire for our audience to get, it takes less of the pressure off of you. Because Mm -hmm. everything we do is not about us anyway. We know it might start with us, but it's not going to end with us. There's a bigger vision. Vision is a bigger mission to it all. And I think those three tips are very great because I think for anyone, content creation is hard. I mean, let's just be honest. It is. But you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You can just break it up into smaller pieces and have one part be about a live and one part be about something, maybe an article or a blog post. And another part could be a podcast like we are on on today. Or you could be do something on YouTube. Find what works for you, too, because I think sometimes we get overwhelmed that we have to be in all the places all Mm -hmm. the time. Find the first platform that you first can stretch yourself but be comfortable enough with and know your audience of that. Then once you get that one in a certain automation and rhythm, then move on to the next one. Never overwhelm yourself with too much at one time. Because like what I also got out of that with what Kelly said is focus on the consistency. Don't mess. You know, you can focus on the consistency, but don't get so enamored with the frequency. We want to make sure you do show up. (laughs) but if it's killing you or you're now feeling posting is an obligation it's time to pause stop and reflect and assess wait a minute why do I feel this way about this now Mm -hmm. and then now what can I do differently to change this perspective and feeling because you don't want to burn out you don't want to not like your passion anymore you don't want your why to fizzle out so now you just need to shift what now works for you in this season And that is perfectly okay. You might be able to go long one season and you're like, wait a minute, I gotta, I need to back up a little bit. I need a moment. The next season, just don't completely disappear. I love it. I think that's important. And the second you start overwhelming yourself with which, whatever it is, let's say you decide you're a new business owner and you're all of a sudden going to have a podcast and YouTube and a course and Instagram and Facebook and all these things. Um, 
and you want to show up. I, I get a lot of my clients that are like, I just literally can't show up every day for everything. Um, that's where a plan comes in. And if you don't have a plan, at least to start, the last thing you want is to overwhelm yourself because that's the second you'll lose your authenticity and your target will know that. Right. And that's the last thing you want to happen is to stop being authentically you, because as soon as you lose that, people will catch on. And and that's an important factor to always keep in mind. I love that. And so, you know, I have to bring up this little point because she mentioned email marketing. You said your favorite movie is You've Got Mail. How does it tie into what you're doing now? Actually, that brings me so much joy. (laughs) Um, Oh, my goodness. Okay, so as a little girl, that was my mom's favorite movie. And so that was like a little nostalgic thing that every time she would watch it, either when she got emotional or if it was on TV, um, I watch it probably on a monthly basis. And it not only brings me joy, I cry every time. Um, It's about books. I love books. And there are so many beautiful nuggets about Starbucks as a brand, and um, I've actually taught branding courses and have a quote from You've Got Mail in there because they talk all about how instead of just buying a cup of coffee for, you know, $2.99, you're actually buying an entirely sense of self because it's tall, you know, tall, non-fat, decaf, cappuccino, all the stuff, and, and once you get it, you're fulfilled, right? It's just right. like a brand. So, for me, it's just kind of an all-encompassing thing, and and it's obviously about email and emailing back and forth and building that connection with someone um, before you even get to face-to-face, before you even hear someone's voice. Um, and so for me, I'm a big proponent on email marketing because it is not dead. Um, I think you can use it in so many beautiful ways for your business and convert, and that is key. So many people have just said, you know, I don't answer my own emails. You know, why would I send them? And for me, I'm like, well, you're not answering your own emails because it's not ticking to you, right? Maybe you're missing the emails from the Coles or, you know, whatever the big conglomerates are, but you're a person, right? And you're a brand, like tailor it to what someone wants to say. So long story short, you've got mail is the best. If you're listening to this and you've never watched it, it's with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks, and you cannot go wrong with those two. Um, and it just kind of compartmentalizes the, the fact of love, love of books, email and branding kind of all in one and obviously coffee kind of ties it all together and so (laughs) right if if I didn't say that was my favorite movie I actually wouldn't even I wouldn't know what I would say next because I I love that movie so so much (laughs) that is so awesome how you were able to take something from your childhood and apply it to your life now and even integrate it into even what you do for others because you are right you know people want to say email marketing is dead you still open up newsletters, right? I bet you've been at Bath and Body Works since you email right now. You right? be looking for that coupon <laughs> like, hey, what, what's on sale this week? It's the same thing with your, with your own business is you want to, one, share your knowledge, share your inspiration, share what's really going on with you, but also talk about how you help them, how you serve them, yeah. what makes you relatable. So then you build that no love trust factor. So then when you do happen to slide in a sales email, they're not offended. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're like, oh, okay. You have set them up in a sense to expect it. Then I'm just going to send an email maybe once every three months and be like, hey, the card is now open. Wait, huh? Who are Uh you again? 
how did I get on your list? You know, you have to be consistent with that. And so I so agree with that. And definitely anything with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks. Hello. Right. Amen, definitely right? have to do it. Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> we might have to virtually watch this movie together. <laughs> I know. That would be so amazing. So we are going to be wrapping up. But I just want you to share with everyone, Kelly, one final thought that you have for them today. You know, I I want people to know that, um, especially just on a marketing sense, is that making sure you wake up every day with an intention. Um, for me, I wake up every day and there are things that I want my audience to know, right? I'll show up on stories so authentically because it's something I wake up and God had presented that in my brain. And I'm like, yes, people need to know that. So never shy away from your true self, your true intentions, because authenticity shines above literally everything else. And I'm really, really thankful for you, Amani, because when you said, you know, even me, when I when I talk on obviously this podcast or in Clubhouse or online, that it's all the same. And that's because that's who I am. I would be exhausted by the end of the day if I was pretending to be something else. Um, so I don't want anyone listening to this to think that, you know, maybe just because what they're selling or what they're doing today you know, maybe isn't exactly what they want to do forever, but it will come because there is, there is a word, there is a higher power that wants you to succeed and wants you to serve others. And if you go into something for yourself and not for anyone else, it may not work out. Um, so those were a few nuggets that I wanted to throw in there, but thank you so much for this, Imani. I appreciate it so much. And and I thank you for being here, Kelly. And I really liked how you really brought it home with that is that take some messy inspired action. That's what I got out of that. It's like, yes, you oh, may not that. be where you want to be, but you can get to where you want to be by putting one step in front of the other, one task in front of the other, one idea in front of the other. And know that your journey is your journey. It does not compare to anybody else's. It's not the same as anybody else's. And even though you may feel that that audience, that industry is saturated, it's not because they have not met your special secret sauce. So bring the secret sauce. My strap. Bam. <laughs> you know, and just be you. Be authentically you with no shame, no filter, because guess what? Your audience is going to find you. They're going to seek you out. And they want what you have for them. So, Kelly, thank you so much. Please share with the audience how they can connect with you. You are so welcome. Everyone, you can find me on caffeinewithkelly.com or search Caffeine with Kelly on Instagram. Um, those are the two places that I connect with people the most. I would love and be overjoyed just to connect with more people. So please jump into my DMs. Maybe you don't you don't care about marketing or you don't need it, but I also post a lot about coffee and positivity. So jump on over to my page and um, hopefully I can share some giggles with you. Absolutely. And who does not like coffee and inspiration, especially with all the negativity we're already dealing with right now in our world today? We all need a slice of hope in the midst of the chaos. And so even like Kelly said, you're not looking for marketing, but you're looking for hope and inspiration. And who isn't? She is the go-to lady for that. So please feel free. Dial into her, even if it's just for the connection, because you never know what could happen 
further down the line. So thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope what we shared resonated with you and gives you some motivation and inspiration to pursue your vision and dreams. So thank you again, everyone. And I hope you continue to shine and soar in everything that you do. This has been the Audacious Intent Podcast with Imani Harris. Thank you so much for joining. I hope that what you heard today was helpful to you. If you have feedback on today's episode, feel free to message hello at audaciouslymade.com. I'd love to hear from you. Be sure to join me again next time for another episode of education and empowerment to stand boldly in your life and business. Thanks for listening and continue to shine in everything you do.